Hello there. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Limping Helpers podcast. My name is T. If this is your first time coming on, I just want to say welcome. And if you've listened to any other episode, even if it's just for like 10 seconds, I just want to say it's so good to have you listening once again. Today, I'll be speaking with Bill Senyad about reconnecting with God. The idea basically is if you've experienced a disconnect with Christ or with Jesus Christ or whatever is said in church, during sermons or what you read in the Bible does not necessarily translate to your experience. Bill has created this wonderful thing called a dance that helps us reconnect or understand why that has happened and how to reconnect back with God. So if you enjoy this episode, please do not forget to like, comment, share and subscribe. Please turn on the notification bell so you know when next I release or air another new episode. Without further ado, let's get into the episode. Let's go. Person, he's a teacher. He's he's a doctor. He's a scientist. He's oh my god, he's so much. He's so many things. But uh, just to keep the resume short as usual, um, I'll just say I'm talking to none other than Bill Senyad. Bill, welcome to the Limping Helpers podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh my gosh, I have to live up to that introduction. Hey, it's it's great to be here, T. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's awesome also to have you. I, I mean, I'm just trying to keep it simple. You know, I'm trying to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to do too much uh, that. Uh, with Appreciate the introduction. That. So yeah. Um, thank you very much for coming, uh, Bill. Today we're going to be talking about uh, reconnecting with God. That's what I would like to collect, call it now, because in my head I'm thinking reconnecting with god would mean that we already have a connection with god would mean that we already know right. god would mean that we've had an experience of him but for some reason we have disconnected it's just like the same way married couples will say they they find each other disconnecting from each other so it's like that's what we're going to be talking about but with god with people and even with ourselves and um i would like to ask what the uh what do you think causes this disconnect as a starter? What do you think causes this disconnect? <sighs> yeah, no, I, um, yeah, let me expand on the question because you're absolutely right. I mean, this, we have a connection problem, a connectedness problem in our culture in the yeah. West. Um, it, it's a big deal. I was just reading an article from the Atlantic magazine talking about uh, how uh, for women in particular, the push for self-esteem, for self-confidence. Um, yeah. But What's missing in that in that research? Which, by the way, we want confident women, we want confident men, we want confident oh, children. Definitely. But definitely. but they weren't talking about connectedness. They were talking about relationship. And and we have a we have an epidemic of loneliness, uh, particularly mm. in the millennial generation. Uh, you know, the forty five to to twenty seven, something like that. Yeah. Also, the Gen Zs, the loneliest generation ever. And uh, we're telling them to be confident, but but frankly, they're lonely. They're also the most anxious and depressed. Um, it starts as children, as infants, actually. Uh, attachment theory, which I'm a big, 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 big fan of. Actually, do a, a webinar on uh, attachment theory for dummies, for pastors, and for teachers, and for counselors. But the, the attachment theory says that beginning in the third trimester of pregnancy to year two, our, mm. our infants and us, when we were infants, we learn a lot about our connectability and we learn mm. a lot about our sense of enoughness. And those are the two words. If you follow me, you hear me talk about connectedness and enoughness. 
uh, whether whether the, the the parent caregiver parent attunes enough with the infant during that time frame, which is this amazing spiritual, emotional brain connection where the, where the baby just feels so connected to the, to the caregiver. If that doesn't happen enough and enough is like 30% of the, the interaction. So it's not a hundred percent, it's about 30%. They end up to one degree or another lack and, and their brain actually forms these inner working models that basically say, I'm not enough. I'm mm. not connectable. And that inner working model stays with them through adulthood to one degree or another. There's arguments about how much, but it's there. And so mm. it, it, it affects us with our relationships. It affects us with how long relationships last. It affects how, how our self-confidence, how we feel about ourselves, our enoughness. It definitely affects our relationship with God. I've been a pastor for 25 years and I've seen it. I've seen people who come to church and they don't feel they're, they're Christians, but they mm. just haven't experienced this, what, what you were talking about so rightly, this connectedness to God. They know God loves them because they've been told that they believe it in their prefrontal cortex. Mm. But there's a part of their brain, a very powerful part of their brain, their limbic system that doesn't believe it, just mm. doesn't believe it. And they come hoping to get some shot of connectedness from the, from the message or the prayer or communion. And more often than not, the pastors aren't attuned to, to doing that. We, we're used to teaching, uh, mm, but, but helping mm. people connect, we're, we're just, I don't know. It's a bell-shaped curve, but I don't think we're that good at it. Oh, my goodness. I think I, 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 I totally agree with what you're saying because I have, I have also experienced a little bit of that where you're in church, you're listening to everything that's been said. You're, you believe everything, so to say, in the sense of you... You know it to be true, but for some reason you're not yeah. believing it yet. That's and it's it. not like you don't want to. It's not like you you want to do something opposite to that. You want to yep. do that for but some reason you can't seem yeah. to connect. And then you see other people who are, in a sense, connected because they even having conversations with them, you can tell, yeah. oh yes, they feel connected to God. Yeah. And you're you're wondering how do I feel like this? What is what's going on with me? Am I am yes. I still a Christian anymore? Yes. Like, do I still feel like I, I, I am I am in this family that I said oh. I want to be in? Do I want to connect with this oh family? Gosh. And then oh it becomes gosh. a <laughs> oh my gosh, it's shame! Of, it's it's yeah. shame, right? I I talked mm. to a millennial girl, a mature Christian. Oh my goodness, this lady, mm. she's in her mid twenties, 26, 27, 28, mm. something like that. She went to her church, her church that she's been going oh. to, and she wasn't feeling enough and so any she walked into church late she told me and uh everybody's raising their hands praising the victorious jesus and mm. she just looked around and went i don't feel jesus is victorious in my life Oof. t she left her church oh because she felt like she didn't belong with all of those people who were connecting with jesus she left her mm. church uh, two wow. thir uh, sorry, three quarters, according to a, a study of Christians, these are Christians who believe God loves them, um, who have the spirit in them. Three quarters believe when they finally see Jesus face to face in heaven, he'll be disappointed in them and will turn away. Wow. Wow. And, and they know better, but there's something inside their brain, that uh, critical inner voice uh, that says wow. you are. You know, he might, uh, God might like Mother Teresa, might like Billy Graham. I mean, name, you know, name the top five. But you, after what you, you did last night, after what you did when you were a kid, after, you're just a disappointment. And we, 
We believe that, and it affects our prayer life, it affects our worship, it affects our evangelism. Wow. It affects it's, what we see in the mirror. And, and we put right. demands on other people to fill that cup, right? Mm. If I'm feeling mm. shamed, then, then if I'm married, I'm requiring you, spouse, to make me feel better about myself. But mm. what if they're feeling the same thing? And he's got two empty cups. Um, I used mm. to say it's like two ticks sucking on each other, right? It's just it's oh. kind of a bad image. But anyway, there it is. Wow. It's, 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 oh my God. I, and, I, and I feel it's interesting with the way you said about um, how how that affects even how you feel about yourself and how your, your expectations of others. Because it now becomes like a cycle where it's because I can't get it from God. Then how can I give it to myself? And then how can I give it to right. others? And even invariably, I would need others to feel that space where God should be the one feeling. So it's yeah. like, oh my, you 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 increase in that level. Yeah. So now because we're 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 establishing the problems or the the patterns, the systems, how do we rewire our brains? Like how what yeah. what solutions have you have you thought about to help yeah. us rewire our brains, to help us see these things yeah. as, as better? Yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. And I'm gonna talk about the dance, but before I want to give the theology behind it, the sixteenth century theologian John Calvin who's not known for this, which is really too bad, because I think this is one of his greatest contributions. But he was talking about uh, the Holy Spirit and faith in his book, third book of his institutes. And, and by the way, I'm working on up, updating it so that we can actually understand this, this ridiculous, yeah. thick, uh, legalistic French, uh, putting it in street language. But anyway, he said this, that the secret workings of the Holy Spirit in Christians, right? We all have Christians in our inner inner being. That's what Paul says in Ephesians 3. But Mm -hmm. Calvin says the secret workings, the wheelhouse, the passion, the job, the Holy Spirit's prime job in us is to make us feel the love of Christ for us today. Mm -hmm. The height and Mm -hmm. width and length and depth of the love of Christ. And why why do we need the Holy Spirit to make us feel that? Because all creation grown, Paul says, we, we're, we're getting the crap beat out of us every day. Relationships are hard. I mean, we go through that, that uh, infancy and, and maybe our caregivers didn't attune with us enough. And maybe we went into adolescence and we, we got bullied or we didn't make the friends or we felt overweight or we, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then we went into dating. Everybody gets beat up in the dating world, well, right? We, we all get our self-esteem crushed. <laughs> Unless you're a narcissist and, you know, God bless narcissists. Welcome. I hope some are listening. God bless you. (laughs) Uh, But we're all beat up and, and, and nothing has hurt us T more than relationships. So the Holy spirit, one of his jobs is to remind us when we get, we, we get the crap beat out of us here. We actually begin to, we can feel the love of God for us as we are right now. And that's what we've tried to encapsulate package put on an internet box called The Dance. Wow. And uh, wow. I know you've been through it, and I can't wait to hear what you have to say about it. But oh, yeah, here's, what we, here's what we came up with. Fourth century Greek theologians, they were trying to yeah. figure out, this is only 300 years after Jesus' death, so they were trying to figure out how to explain, put their arms around the Trinity, Father, Son, and Spirit. And um, they came up with the idea of a dance, perichoresis, which in Greek is a dance around. And uh, so imagine a square dance or a Greek circle dance. And it's the Father, Son, and Spirit and the celestial, joyous, confident, um, raucous 
dance where everybody's honored and it's just fun. And, uh, and salvation then would be the dance circle opens up and they reach down and they grab T or they grab Bill or they grab yeah. Sarah or Mary or whoever and drag us kicking and screaming ill-prepared into the dance. And for a moment, we're dancing. Mm. Uh, that, that moment of salvation, of conversion, we're dancing, we're hearing the celestial music, we're feeling loved, we're feeling adored, we're feeling respected, and then the world consumes us again, and we stop hearing the music, and we stop dancing, and we go back to our frontal cortex, and we learn about the dance. Uh, mm. Even though we're in the dance, we forget. It's, it's kind of a, a matrix, you know, the movie The Matrix sort of feel is where... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're in this surreal reality, and we're going, we're going to church, and we're singing about the dance, but we need the Holy Spirit's interaction to make us actually feel it today. Now, in heaven, mm. we'll feel it perfectly, but today, oh, we yeah. need some help. We need power from the Holy Spirit, and that's what we've tried yeah. to accomplish in the, in the, uh, the dance. This two-hour, we call it a, a, a gospel experience or a gospel mm. journey, and we start off with just lots of dancing, um, we start off with the, the promises. We start off with the role of the Holy Spirit, how to access that. And uh, it's evidence-based, the two hours. We can actually show that it is helping people. And we measure mm-hmm. people's uh, ex- sense of relationship to others, their, mm-hmm. their connectability, their enoughness, their uh, relationship to God. Are they experiencing this? Their, and then their, their relationship with themselves, their self-esteem, their sense of self-worth, uh, when they look in the mirror, how are they feeling? And then the, the fourth thing we do is recognizing brain science is telling us in our, in our limbic system, we've got this critical inner voice that's just beating us up. It, it could be our parents' voice. It could be our voice. It could be a coach's voice. Who knows? It could be God's voice, right? But, but it's condemning us. And uh, it's a liar, it's a, it's a beast. I called mine the beast. And so we actually help the participants in the dance take that crazy thing to court before God and charge it to being a liar or, or yeah. purporting falsehoods. And uh, it's just a beautiful, fun, I, I, don't, I can't wait to hear what you have to think about it. Uh, but we give people voice, we yeah. treat them with honor and respect, and the, the numbers are off the charts. Um, oh, I'll give you an example. On average, uh, two hours, one people going through, regular Christians going through this, not theologians, but regular folks, 41% increase in their sense of connectability with others. Wow. 46% uh, increase in, in, in their experience of, of God loves me, not just knowing, but experience. Uh, 42% increase in their, if you will, self, self-worth, their enoughness and connectability. And, and a 43% increase of sense that I've, I've beat up, I've taken the, uh, crit- my critical inner voice to court and I've won. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like, uh, in fact, I, I feel, I believe there's an inferior that comes with that. That's, it's just like going to a proper real life court. I mean, it is a real life court. If you think about it, so to say, yeah. it's just not a physical one. We it's just like it. going right. to yeah yeah it's just like going to 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 the magistrate or to the to whatever kind of court mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and actually reading a case that you you want to read a case where <laughs> you're the victim where you're not yeah. the, the i think it's, it's called the defendant you're not the defendant you're not trying yeah. to to stay afloat but rather you're yeah. getting the vindication you deserve 
And yeah, he has he has he has a, a euphoria that comes with it, and then you have that confidence to say, "Hey, you know what? Because I won it, because I know I won it, I can move past it, and and I can say, "Hey, you know what? This is 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 going to move." And just to add to what you said about about the the aim of the dance, I love this scripture so much. It's that that talks about guarding the loins of your heart, because out of it comes the issues of life, and also yep. Romans twelve that says, "You know, renew your mind, be transformed." So it's, yeah. it's, it's more or less like that's what the dance is here for. That's what the dance is trying to help people. Because Romans, in, in, in 12 verse 1 and 2, he was not talking to people who were not Christians. He was actually right. talking to Christians. So invariably, right. the dance is is just working around the parameters of Romans chapter 12 verse 1 and 2. So before you, right. before anyone feels like, hey, um, I don't feel like Christianity can find place in science or that um, I, I, I don't want to feel like I'm not being a Christian enough by doing yeah. something that doesn't seem so so I, I don't want to say spiritual in a sense yeah when in reality it is basically created to help you strengthen your relationship with god yourself and with others and that's the basic thing and that's what god yeah. wants us to do to be to be fair. oh yeah he wants us to feel his embrace he wants us to to hear him say well done good and faithful servant not Sovereign, because of anything yeah. we've done t but all because of what jesus did two thousand years ago years ago but we forget, and yeah, honestly, we just go through honestly. the ropes. And I don't know how it is on your side of the Atlantic, but on this side, young adults are fleeing churches. They're, they've stopped oh, coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. This was before oh, yeah. COVID. But they oh, yeah. see it as irrelevant. It doesn't say anything to help me with my anxiety and loneliness. And uh, it, it, it feels like it's keeping people away from church, people who are my friends. And so I don't want to mm. go. Uh, and every time I go, I've heard multiple millennials say this. Every time I go, I feel I feel shamed. Why would I keep mm. going just to be shamed? Mm. And I, I agree with them. So we mm. created something online where they could actually dance a little bit and not feel bad about it. Yeah, and and hopefully, and they don't have to do anything but just participate. Just participate. That's that's beauty. Yeah. They don't necessarily have to be at the driver's seat. They just have to just just join just join the dance, so to say, if you if you call it that. Right. <laughs> the, the irony. Right. To join the dance and and still, yeah. Um. So we've talked about what the dance was created to help us do. That's to understand how our minds interpret the, the love yeah. of God. How? What are some of the tools that you that the dance can offer to people to help them see? their love for god because i, I know uh, one will be the the still face experiments the whole um the explanation of the still face experiments i feel like that that in itself is like a tool so what other tools do you think do do you i don't say i, I wouldn't say you think but the tools that yeah. are in the dance yeah yeah the big one is hey, let me see if i can get it the big one is this simple uncluttered gospel we actually have bookmarks with it but it's in the dance you don't you don't need the bookmarks but this is just, this is what Paul was modeling, the way I can actually get the power of, the, of God through the Holy Spirit in my inner being to begin to grasp the height and width, the length and depth of the love of Christ, Ephesians 3, 14 to 21, is to ask. And so we're, we teach people in a, in a simple, simple way. Uh, one of the other things we've churches have done a bad job is teaching people how to ask. We assume... Mm. When we use phrases like "you need to lean into Jesus," that that means something. I mean, I'm, what what does that even mean to you? I mean, that do mean? I do I? I mean, or believe more. What muscle group is that? Mm. I, 
you know, how do I, I, I don't have, there's no health clubs to teach me how to believe more. Mm. What Paul models is asking. And so we just teach people, let me just read this real quickly, but mm. it's all through the dance. And, and what we say is, is say this twice a day for four weeks and you're developing a new habit to compete against mm. that critical inner voice. By the way, that's the way to defeat habits we've learned, like alcoholism and so forth, uh, pornography, bed, uh, gambling, is you don't just stop this because our brains aren't, we're not developed that way. We start a new habit to compete with that big one. Mm. And so mm. say this twice a day aloud. And, and here it is, Jesus followers, strictly because of what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago, God actually loves you. He loves you with all of his heart as much as the father loves the son and the son loves the father. He can't love you any more or any less than he does right now. He loves you as you are, not as you should be or could be. You can't add to this love or take away from it. Now, I get it. It often feels like you've messed it up or need to do something so that God would like you better. Not so. How do you experience it now? Simple. Good news. There is something you can do. So we always have to give people something they can do and are invited to do. You can take daily baby steps to ask the spirit inside of you to make you make you know, experience, and feel just how much God loves you right now. Just ask. Wow. Ask again later wow. today. Ask tomorrow. And make it a spiritual habit. Anybody can do it. New Christians, old Christians, um, mentally incapacitated Christians. Anybody, Anybody. can do this. Anybody. And uh, Paul models it as this is kind of the way I begin to experience what Jesus, a little bit of what yeah, Jesus purchased for me 2,000 years ago. I do participate. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, T, is... we have found this works. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. I, I, I can even attest to that because I have, I have gone on the dance. And um, in fact, it's, it's just been, it's been amazing because I, I, I've, I was even surprised myself because going into the dance, I... I I mean, I like to believe that I I am aware or conscious of how I, I grow to an extent because I always yep. have reflections, sober reflections every now and then, yep. almost every day. And you just meditate and see how far you've come, what you like to develop and things like that. And so I went into the dance thinking, you know what, um, I think I know myself pretty well, you know, I'm not doing too bad. Um, but... <laughs> Boy, how wrong was I? How surprised was I? <laughs> Are you willing to share your results? Because I'm excited. Oh, oh, definitely. Definitely. I'm willing to share my results. I'm just waiting for it to come up and then I can definitely share it with okay. everyone. Um, but but just to, to, to speak about, because I was even about to ask you how to apply this into our daily lives. You know, how to apply the dance. Mm. But you, 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 sort, you kind of ha have already yeah. kind of gone into that. Yeah. You know, we yeah. use the cards, you repeat things to yourself, you repeat yeah. uh, uh, the words to yourself. And I think the, the ones you have drafted or you are, no, not even drafted, the ones you have given um, really do do the work. Because even just hearing you say it now and me interpreting it to myself, it gives a different, a, a different uh, uh, feel to it. It makes yeah. me understand it more. It makes me want yeah. to do that more. So it's more or less like... Uh, yeah. uh, would I call it a love letter from God to ourselves? Because I feel like that's what it is invariably to an extent. It's just it's just like a love letter to to, to yeah. ourselves from God, where He just lets us understand. So th so that love letter, by the way, just to, and you, I, this wasn't mentioned in the dance. I just I'll tell you and tell your viewers. Yeah. I actually wrote that to a lady who was considering suicide, who was not oh, a no. Christian, who. Mm had suffered emotional and relational abuse since the time she was an adolescent. Mm. 
and uh, most recently her part they had uh, they had most recent well and by abuse i mean she was abused by her family she went and joined a biker gang and was passed from bike to bike she finally thought she was in a relationship and that person stole their baby and ran uh, across the river across the the water so she was depressed she was uh, suicidal and uh, so she she even asked a pastor to come speak to her. She was not a Christian by any stretch of the imagination. And um, so after I heard her story and I said, okay, I think I understand this. Let me see if I summarize what you're saying. You have never experienced any relationship where you have felt loved and honored as you were. You, you have always been used for somebody else's pleasure. And she started bawling, going, oh, my goodness, you're, you're a mind reader. I went, no, look, this is kind of, it's kind of pretty obvious, right? Mm-hmm. So I said, let's talk again next week. I have something for you. And I was just doing a, a, a writing my first book on the, uh, on the Song of Songs called The Kiss of God, co-authored with a friend of mine in Canada. And I wrote this love letter from really the Song of Songs. And I addressed it to her, put it in an envelope. And it was, it's kind of corny, right? The return address was God. And, and, and I had her open it up and read the letter as a love letter from God to her. She mm. was breathless. She had never heard that. And there was some, sp- I could feel it. I could feel the spirit connecting with her. Uh, I left, I left that uh, area shortly after that. So I don't know whatever happened to her, but I really do. Cause I could feel the spirit doing his thing. It's, it's a powerful, powerful so here's the other thing we do, T, is, is we, we make the love of God something legal, something mm. covenantal, meaning con- contractual. That's the word I'm looking yeah, at. It's cold. Yeah. But it's much more than that. God, God is a pursuing, romantic, loving, laughing, dancing God. And when yeah. we're brought into relationship with him, it's just not contractual. He's, he, he's expecting us to feel loved. And we have yeah, we have yeah. felt that before, right? And yeah. so the Holy Spirit's passion is to make us feel that today, because if not, the world is going to crush me. It's, mm. The world is going to annul me, make me worthless here, make me feel lonely, make me feel disconnected, not enough. And Jesus wow. died so I would feel a little or a mm-hmm. lot loved. Mm-hmm. Because... I mean that's the whole point. Even though John three sixteen that we we majorly use, you know, to to preach right. to people, talks about God loving the world so much. Right. So the whole point right. in itself was to share that love, was to give that right. love to us. So when we feel connect disconnected from that love, then there is there is that place where we get the, the the shame comes in, and then the voice comes in, <sighs> and then everything just wants to become a, a huge right. huge chaos. And then right. by the grace of God we are able to connect and and you know going through the dance i can say it helps you see a little a little, a little more you, you know to see a little more to feel to to feel a a, a, a fresh of breath air a, a breath of fresh air sorry <laughs> a breath of fresh air in the sense of you you don't feel like you're alone yeah. in it no that's the first thing you you don't feel like you're the only one going through it and then mm. the next thing that comes is you see it from a, from the angle of how God really sees it towards you. So not how you see God see you, but how yeah. he sees you genuinely. And then you're able to connect with that and just move with, you know, run yeah. with that emotion or run with that realization. Because you know it fundamentally because you go to church, yeah. you listen to the Bible, you hear people say it to you, yeah. you read it even. Yep. But then 
you know having that that work in the in the inner parts of our brains i, I can't say it the way you say it uh, the part of the brain so i'll just leave that to you <laughs> thank you uh, and and just uh, yeah it fits with science believe me <laughs> god created science so that shouldn't surprise us oh yeah definitely 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 yeah t if just, if if if, all, if the the christians christians who are struggling with depression self-identity self-worth loneliness disconnectability mm-hmm. feeling ugly feeling worthless feeling uh beat up by racism by sexism by uh poverty by mental illness uh, mm-hmm. people who've been betrayed people who've been incarcerated people who have been uh, widowed or widow uh, or now are a widower or have lost yes, greatly yeah. if if they if they're christians this would be a shot in their arm to reimagine to re- to re to re-remember why Jesus died and to actually mm. feel to feel a little victorious and feel loved mm. Mm. I, look mm. we could all use it but if if just those groups i mentioned did it we'd change the church oh definitely i like to a little because yeah yeah it is it's, it's taking a, a, a right step in the right direction it would be it would be taking a, a, a major step in the right direction to, uh, so often share, those, that, those groups feel like I'm not loved by God. I've they done something. They feel left out from the church too, to be honest. Yeah. Sometimes they feel like yeah. they're not part of the church anymore. Yeah, those people who've left organized church because they feel abused by the church or betrayed by the church or feel like the church has left them. Oh my gosh, I'm begging you, try the dance and have some fun. Oh, definitely. Just dance definitely. a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little dance. Just a little dance. Um, to share my, my, yeah. my results from the, the dance. Basically, and remember, you I'm are a seasoned the, Christian. You get this. You you work hard at it. Go go for it. Oh, definitely. Um, well, I, I don't know. It's, I, I'm not going to give the exact figures, I feel like. But just to give a percentage change, in my relationship with God, I've seen a 27% rise, which is like... 70, 77% 20, rise. 27% rise in my relationship oh, to God. Yeah, 27. Uh, in my relationship to others... It has risen by ninety-one percent. So that's like <laughs> that, that had me. That had me a little bit shocked. I was like, yeah. "Wait, what? What's going on? Ninety-one? Yeah. That's that's huge." Because I, I mean, like I said, I went it's into big. the dance all confident and saying, "You know what? I, I'm, I'm doing. I, I know what. I, I know where I'm at. I know how far I'm coming. I know big. what I'm trying to do." I yeah. tend to to have people who I go to 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 kind of just make sense of things. So I'm like, yeah. "Okay, yeah, I, I think I'm yeah. handling it good, but." I'm, yeah. I'm seeing 91.08 percent, and I'm like, oh my! Well, I, it's I over twice the average, dude. Over twice the average. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm trying to like when, when you were giving the the statistics and saying 46, 40, so I'm like, when would I hear something around the numbers of 80 and 90 <laughs> to encourage myself? <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> but, but um, I, I I'm happy I did it anyways. Um, vindication and justice. I had a 13.33 percent change. So 30, let's just say 13.5% change in, in in how I saw myself being vindicated and, and you know receiving justice for for yeah. for the inner voice or for, for the feelings of shame yeah. or whatever. I felt there was a 13% uh, so change in it. And then the huge one, which is which is like mind-blowing to me, is the relationship to self. Because I I like I said, I I don't know. I don't know. So for others also, this is just to say that if you feel like you, you have your life, you know, handled, well handled, or you think you can, fi- you're, you're figuring things out properly, I still will prescribe or I'll still um, 
uh, I recommend you to the dance to just go and see how it is and then just just get your your socks knocked just like have have a little bit of of a new a new smack to the face I'll call it to just realize that <laughs> yeah why not <laughs> maybe you we still need more of God anyways yeah just have fun with it definitely I, I saw a hundred and nine percent change and I'm like oh my god oh my goodness oh my god so this you had so it's that thing. it's that nasty inner voice that that you're I'm sure a little aware of. But it's yeah, more powerful yeah. in your brain yeah. than than maybe you thought before, and oh, you yeah, beat definitely. it up. You smacked it oh, around. Oh, definitely, definitely. Because um, I would say I, I always want to do everything the right way. So mm. it's, it's a little bit of a perfectionist syndrome. I don't want to. I don't know what you know for the unavailability of the right word. But this is wonderful. Yeah, no, no, that's good. Um, that's that's great insight, by the way. Your perfectionism. Oh, yeah to call it that, is partly driven by uh, a need um, to be accepted, to be right, to be loved, to be appreciated, just like everybody else, by the way. We all have that. Um, but God's love for you isn't dependent upon that. And, oh, and no, that kind no. of love, man, we just need a, a healthy dose of it. I need a healthy dose every of that every day. day. Yeah, Otherwise, definitely. I'll work myself to death. Hundred <laughs> percent, definitely. Because yeah, you just tend to have to carry everything, tend to have to do everything, and 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 that's not, not what it's supposed to be. It's never enough. It's never enough. It'll never, never be enough, enough when we carry it alone, when we carry it by ourselves. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. it's just I know it's just like mind blowing for me. Um, yeah. so before before I ask you my my final question, how does forgiving yourself enhance our relationship with with God, with ourselves, and with others i mean we're talking about the dance and the dance is basically to help us forgive ourselves for for okay i, I wouldn't say forgive but basically to put the right the right uh, um emotion to the right person so yeah. taking it away from us ourselves to the inner voice or to whatever it is that you yeah. know that voice that oh used to say things to us so how does that help us love this love, yeah. love so I'm, I'm going to twist that around. That is so insightful, T. And that's exactly mm. the question uh, that people try to ask me. And you put it really, really well. So I'm just going to twist that around. Um, the goal of the dance and the gospel is to actually to make me feel the love of God more. And mm. that's why Jesus died, ultimately, so I could actually feel the love of God for eternity. Not just be with him, like that's going to be boring if, if I'm in heaven and God doesn't love me. So to actually oh, yeah. make me feel the love of God, which then empowers me, frees me to, to love myself more. Mm. So it's, mm. it's just mm. the opposite. And then to forgive more and then to forgive others more. Um, so it's like, it's like from the top down to the bottom, like to the, to the, to the, to the feet. Like the, Look, the what I'm looking for, and you've heard the expression, we're all looking for love in all the wrong places. And, mm. and that's true. The gospel is Jesus died so that when I look to God, really look to God, I can actually finally feel this love that makes no demands on me because it already made mm. demands on Jesus. Mm. And it's a love that I can enter into any day, no matter how much I feel like I failed or didn't do enough or wasn't perfect or, you know, midlife crisis or, or whatever it might, or I've fallen back on addiction or pornography or alcoholism or whatever it might be. And then I look up to God and go, do you still love me? And he goes, yeah, I have to, you know, and humanly because, because my son died for you. And of course I love you. Come here, big guy. Yeah. That kind of love. Where do you get that? I mean, you know, 
every love here has to be either earned or maintained. Definitely, my love with God. Condition to it. Always. There we go. My love for God. There was perfect conditions to it. They've just already been paid. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, if there was a final thing that you could say to someone now, let's let's just say, for instance, uh, someone, someone, a, a, a millennial, basically, what would that be? What would that thing be? If there was something you could say to to someone, not necessarily about the dance, not necessarily about um, having a, a wonderful relationship with God, it could be anything. But what would that thing be? If there was one thing you could say to, to someone, yeah, now? that's good. Yeah, if I was speaking to millennials, and I do do regularly, yeah, um, yeah. somebody called me the millennial whisperer. I don't, I'm not sure if that's a, a confident, but but yeah, what if there was a relationship, a power, or a way, a path where you could have your anxiety reduced a little bit, let's say ten percent, where you could have your sense of loneliness and isolation reduced, say five percent, or where you could have your 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 emptied cup filled just a little bit would that be interesting would that would that interest you you don't have to do anything except come and ask you don't have to be changed because if you if you were going to be changed if you wanted to be changed you would have done it it's actually something a dance for instance that you could enter into and feel much 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 better about yourself have more hope have more joy laugh more what do you think doesn't that sound interesting and you know what, T? I've just given that person the gospel. Uh, all I have to do is attach the name of Jesus to that. Jesus, and, uh, I've given them a better gospel than we typically give, because millennials could, in general, could care less about heaven, right? Uh, to, to, what do you got? What do you, what do you have in your magic bag of tricks, Pastor? That can help me right now help with my relationships, my sense of sexuality, my sense of identity, my sense of worth, my sense of loneliness, my sense of being ugly, not being enough, not being perfect enough, not accomplishing stuff. Well, true, true. That's why Jesus came, so that we could we eventually feel that in heaven, but begin to feel it more now. That's that's what we should be pitching to other people. Mm. So basically, just have a sense of, of what it will be like in heaven or from here on earth. A little bit now. Yeah, that's right. Not perfect, but a little bit more now. Look, 10% changes, and these were all 40% changes on average in the dance. What business person, man or woman, wouldn't want a 10% increase to their bottom line? 10%. They'd be dancing, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. this is 40% increase. Uh, it, it's, it, it's just unbelievable the difference that it makes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now we're going to give your listeners a a, a yeah. coupon, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was even about to get into that one, you know, um, just because you know um, I, I I am so in love with this, and Bill has been so awesome. He has decided <laughs> to give everyone who joins the Down to Vada Limp and Help Us podcast a ten dollar discount. So uh, the whole package is twenty nine pounds. And I mean, $29. I'm not sure what that is in pounds, but 29 American um, dollars. Yeah, 20, 29 American dollars. I think uh, in pounds, it will probably be like 20 or, or 19 or something. There, oh, it's that, even less. So, yeah, it's even less. It's even less. So, yeah, um, it's, it's just going to be a 10 pound discount. So, you're going to be getting it for 19 pounds, which is even really, really, I mean, to be honest, it should be, it should be more expensive than that, but obviously. Because he loves people more than he he wants to 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 do any other thing. He just wants everyone <laughs> to just experience the dance. 
So you're getting it and you can just get the dance at d-dance.org. And at the end of the, the, the purchase, when you're supposed to pay, you just go to the coupon port and just type limping helpers, limping helpers in one word, all lower cases, and it should take the £10 off uh, $10. purchase. Yeah, $10, sorry. £10. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> I understand. I, I get it. <laughs> $10. It should take $10 off of the purchase. And I, I really, I really would recommend it. I, rec- I recommend it 100%. Thank you. And I do hope you guys enjoy it. So thank you very much, Bill, for coming on the episode. It's been my pleasure, man. Fun. My pleasure. I've enjoyed Let's it. Stay in touch. I mean, yeah, definitely, definitely. I've enjoyed it. It's been awesome. So do I, I do hope you we, we get to talk again more. So hopefully something else can happen again in the future. But I will definitely, definitely be in contact Thanks, and, and stay in touch. Thank you very much for coming. And that's it from the Limping Helpers podcast. My name remains T. Until I see you in the next episode. Don't forget to like, comment, share, and subscribe if you've enjoyed this episode. And if there's something you really liked about this episode, please write it down in the comment section and I will be reading and I'll be paying attention to it. Do have a lovely day, week, uh, or more for whatever time it may be. Until I see you in the next one, it's cheers from me.